0: Welcome to my podcast. Today we are recording from our headquarters in Newton, Kansas. Our office is in a train station, so you might hear a train whistle now and then. In this podcast, I'm delighted to have Dan Rockwell with me today to talk about leadership and some of the difficult decisions leaders make and help facilitate others to make every day. Dan is a leadership expert, an author, trainer, and a consultant. He writes daily, a daily leadership blog called Leadership Freak. He says he is freakishly interested in leadership, and this blog is read in virtually every country on the globe and has been in the first or second most shared leadership blog over the past four years. Dan has received some prestigious awards, including the American Management Association Top 30 Leader in Business in 2014 and the Inc. Top 50 Leadership and Management Expert and Top 100 Great Leadership Speakers. Dan hails from Pennsylvania and keeps busy coaching leaders, consulting with organizations, and delivering corporate and community presentations. Welcome to the podcast, Dan. Thanks, Nate. It's a real pleasure
1: to be with you. I sometimes wonder who people are describing when they read all of those things, because I I see myself as a farm boy from Maine, you know, and uh, so thanks for that. I appreciate Uh, it.
0: You bet. You bet. Dan, before we get started, would you say just a little bit about your passion for leadership and maybe one or two things that you think are fundamental to being a great leader?
1: Well, my passion for leadership really comes out of the fact that I've been a lousy leader for most of my life, although I probably thought I was, no, not probably, I thought I was pretty great. But uh, really, um, I really didn't understand leadership, even though I had the opportunity to be in leadership roles and do leadership things really since I was in high school. Um so I'm solving my own problems and I think that's probably what a lot of us are doing most of the time and that 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 drives me toward uh, the idea of development. I I really see the world through the lens of development. Um I never saw a person I didn't think could be better at something and uh, you know, I'm always thinking about how I could be better, so every, everything fits into the bucket of how do we develop things, and that's, that's where the blog comes from, that's where my passion for speaking and coaching comes from. Um, that's, that's what I'm all about.
0: Wow, that's neat, and uh, I, I really appreciate your, just your candor and your vulnerability about how we're learning this together. I'm a big fan of the uh, Latin root of the word compassion, which means really to struggle with. And uh, you sound like your career is one of struggling with leaders to learn together and grow.
1: Um, Well, I would say this, Nate. Um, I think early in my career, uh, probably the struggle was how do I get people to do what I want them to do and do what I tell them to do, and how do I get them? How do I convince them that I'm right? Um, That that was you know a big part of my leadership. Uh, These days, the struggle with is, uh, is a privilege, the, uh, the idea of coming alongside people and, have, and even letting them come along beside me, which is even more awkward, but uh, those things are what make leadership so fulfilling now.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, the more I read your great blog, the more I appreciate what you're saying. Uh, a few of the themes that really resonate with me are the importance <laughs> of curiosity and openness in leadership and this notion of struggling alongside. I really admire your deep understanding of the dynamics of unhealthy conflict and the power that healthy conflict can have to create some great outcomes when it's used properly. You really seem to get the human side of leadership. Um, I was particularly inspired to call you and ask you to uh, do this this, uh, podcast when I read one of your recent blog articles called, How to Build the Future by Asking Forward-Facing Questions. It focuses on the kind of questions leaders can use to help move people forward, help increase accountability, and take that leap of faith to reach higher. Like you, our team at Next Element is passionate about the relationships leaders have with their people and the key choices involved in those relationships, and everyday leaders make important decisions and help their people make decisions as well. The one I'd like to pick your brain about today, Dan, is the decision to let go and move on. In my recent book, Conflict Without Casualties, one of the chapters explores these three key choices that we all face and that define us as leaders. And These decision points determine whether we will continue down a path of this compassionate accountability or descend into that self-justifying behavior that we call drama. One of those choices is to let go and move on. When we're faced with this choice, you know, when we've gathered all the information, we've weighed the pros and cons, we've got all the options laid out before us, The only next thing to do is to let go. And a lot of people in organizations seem to struggle to make this decision. And they end up with the stagnation of analysis paralysis. You know, it truly is an act of faith and courage to make that decision, to take the plunge, and to move forward without absolute certainty. I'm curious, Dan, what's your perspective on this critical decision point in a leader's life?
1: Well, the idea of letting go is obviously essential to moving forward. The reason our lives are so frantic and our buckets are so full is we 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 don't take things out. We don't stop things. We don't end things. We don't say no to things. We don't say this is no longer working. We j- we just work harder to make it work. And I I like to say sometimes that I'm the uh, I'm the uh, uh, victim of persistence. Uh, persistence can go wrong when we don't let go. And Sometimes we feel like a failure, sometimes we feel like, you know, well if I just try harder it's gonna happen and we get that Edison quote, you know, right? You gotta fail ten thousand times I didn't you know, I I didn't fail ten thousand times, I just out what didn't work and you know, so I just need to figure out what's not working and I'll I'll make it work and I mean I just white knuckled, hanging on, you know, trying harder, that's been the story of my life and in some ways that serves leaders well but in in the case of when it's time to let go and move on it does not serve us well at all i honestly think from from in my own journey one of the main reasons i won't let go is because i have tied my identity up in whatever's going on and i use that to define who i am and so if i let go or if i say no it's a failure and then now i'm a failure and uh, boy, I, I you know, there are times in our lives, and times in my own life, where I couldn't really even bear the thought that I would be a failure. I just don't do that. I'm a, I get A's, I do everything right, I, I succeed, and so to say no to something or to let go of something that you've been trying and it doesn't work anymore, man, uh, that's just tied up in how we view ourselves sometimes.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm going to see this ship all the way to the bottom of the ocean because I'm not a <laughs> quitter. I am not a quitter. Exactly. <laughs> Well, how, how do you know when it's time to let go? How, how do you, how do you know?
1: Um, uh, you know, what do they talk about? They talk about this idea of pain, right? <laughs> change happens when the, you know, the pain of the, the, you know, not changing gets so
0: bad that we feel like we have to change. I don't know how that quote goes, but you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, I think some of it is about that, um, uh, you know, for me personally, these days, um, letting go really does have to do with uh, you know a painful circumstance and looking at it and saying, uh, "What's going on here, and is this is this just a persistence for the sake of persistence?" And perhaps something to ask is, uh, are we making any progress? And what is the likelihood that we will continue to make?" reasonable progress and if you're not making progress uh then trying harder seems kind of crazy
0: yeah why is it so hard for people in organizations to make this choice i mean you've worked with a lot of of leaders and a lot of organizations why do we struggle with this yeah well part of it like i said is i think we have tied our identity up in our performance and so if we don't succeed, then that makes us personally a failure. Mm. I think the
1: other part is our station or our standing in the organization. So um, if I say no to this, we've, maybe we've invested money, we have you know, stuff going on, we've dedicated resources, and so we just need to keep pouring more in. And so part of it might be our status in the organization, the way people view us. I'm going to keep going back, though, to the idea that the first place I want to go with the leader when they're struggling to let something go is to say, what is it about you that makes it difficult to let go? Because everybody wants to talk about the circumstance. And I've, I find over and over in my work with leaders that when you ask them about, is it time to stop or is it time to let go or is it time to make a major change, which shifts the way you're going to function and you're going to have to let go of some of that stuff. Um, when I start having those conversations, they love to talk about others. We love to talk about people need to do this, and they're not doing that, and so we have to, you know. They just look outward, and it is almost—it takes a lot of work to gently pull them back inward and have them look at themselves and say, "Well, what really needs to change about you when you're, you know, to make this change?"
0: We have, uh, we have on our bathroom wall in our office. We allow people to write with permanent markers, and so there's lots of interesting quotes on the wall. But one of them I like the most that that you've helped me remember is that the things we look at are not going to change until we change the way we look at things. Uh, and I think that's really powerful. I'm, I'm curious, you know, there's, there's this, I find for me when I'm facing choices, one of the hardest things to let go of for me is, is what could have been or that dream that didn't happen. And there's an element of grief and loss that comes with letting go. Have you experienced that with, with your work?
1: I, in my own personal life, it, there is a sense of death almost. And uh, I, I can think of some experiences in my own life where there were major transition points where you have to let go of how you identify yourself or what you're doing or the need for something. And and um, I, I find that it, it does require this sense of death to the way we view ourselves or the situation and and finding new life by looking forward. This a big part of this, I think, is that we learn to define ourselves by who we are and not by the way circumstances define us or by the way others define us. We kind of find ourselves a little bit more clearly, and then we're able to let go. And We almost even wonder, well, gee, why did I hang on to that so long? It was It's just held me like an anchor. You know, it's time to let that go. So I think the journey of life and leadership really – is learning to define yourself by who you are versus how the circumstances try to define you or others try to define you.
0: Yeah, yeah. Are there any uh, are there any typical consequences or telltale signs that you can see pretty quickly with an, with a leader or even with an organization that boy, they need to do some letting go.
1: Yeah, frustration and anger, uh, persistent patterns of frustration and anger. And blaming and finger-pointing, those types of things, to me, are clear uh, pointers or indicators that it's time to reflect deeply on what we're doing, not what others are doing. And and let go of, of strategies for dealing with people, let go of projects that have outlived their usefulness. I mean, the, all of these things that we get tied up in, um, you know, that really, in the end, are like anchors.
0: hmm mm. You know, this, uh, I think I'm still in detox from the whole election and uh, I'm, I'm finding a lot of around me. It's almost like uh, this has been such a traumatic experience for everybody. There, there's a lot of grieving and a lot of recalibrating and a, a lot of letting go and moving on that is kind of happening now or probably needs to happen. Do you have any perspective on that?
1: Well, <laughs> that's, a great, that's a great question letting go and moving on Uh, maybe i start to feel uh at least an incremental thing might be possible i'm not sure that it's possible to just like throw caution to the wind and let everything go but maybe i can just let go of a little bit you know so uh, yeah yeah. maybe maybe you you thought things were going to be a certain way and they're not going to be a certain way so now i just need to let go of a little bit and turn toward a different direction and maybe i can at least do that
0: well, I can imagine our leaders are sure having to recalibrate to look forward on, on how they can work together to solve problems. It might not be the way they thought it was going to be, but, um, yeah. Well, do you have any tips, Dan, or advice for listeners who find that they struggle with letting go and moving on? How do, how do we get over that hump? Anything you would offer to the listeners? Well, I'm a
1: huge fan of forward-facing curiosity, and the operative word there is forward-facing. There is a lot of curiosity about what's not working and what went wrong, and you know what you know what bad people did or what people should have done, and all of that. And we we start circling the black hole, and and I see it everywhere. I you know every time I talk to leaders, and it's just constant reflection on you know what what didn't work and what's not working and what's making us struggle and all of that kind of stuff. Hmm. And so I find that if, if you can just turn your feet toward the future and start asking some questions about the future, like if we continue on this path, where does it take us? Um, if we change nothing, where will we be in six months? you know and then we start to look into the future, that, I think maybe you know would give a little bit of energy to say, Oh, we're carrying a lot of baggage here. Time to let go of some of this.
0: Mm. Yeah. I used to work in addictions treatment, and they had a phrase called, what happens if we play this tape all the way to the end? How does mm. it go? <laughs>
1: mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I really, really like that. That's it's such mm. a nice way to look at it. You know, what happens uh, if it's, uh, it plays right out?
0: <laughs> mm. and like
1: you, Like you said, we're going to ride this baby right to the bottom of the ocean.
0: Hey, but we're not a quitter. At least I can live on that. <laughs> when it comes to this notion of, of letting go and moving on, any other things that you're thinking about or, or, or ideas you've been mulling around that you'd like to share with the listeners?
1: Uh, I've I read some recent research that others who know us well are about twice as likely to be able to see us as we truly are than we are. Mm. Because we, we don't always see ourselves well and what might be persistence for us is stubbornness to others you know others might see us being stubborn or what might be persistence to us is actually a closed mind mm. and so i'm a huge fan of the idea of of who versus what you know when it comes to letting go we say what should i do and one of the other questions to ask is well who should i be talking to who should be in my life at this stage uh, and and you know get some people who you can have conversations with about is it time to let go is it time to move forward is it time to redouble the effort and make sure that you know we don't leave something on the table
0: mm-hmm. so
1: i'm i'm a huge fan of the who uh, as well as the what
0: last question this is a personal one would you be willing to share a time in your life when you let go of something and that was really really hard and it made a big difference for you and transformed you
1: sure um, about seven or eight years ago I was sitting on the back deck uh, we live out in the country in Pennsylvania and uh, I had taken the month of July off and I was having a midlife crisis I've had several I'm a huge fan
0: of them I think we all should have a lot of them
1: <laughs> and uh, it was it was I remember I don't remember the date but I remember what happened and I remember realizing I don't have to define myself by my role in the organization where I am. I don't have to define myself by my job. I don't have to define myself by others and um, there was this huge sense of freedom. Now, I think sometimes when when people go through that transition for guys, you know, they they get a gold chain necklace, they unbutton their shirt down to their belly button and they buy a convertible, you know, and they divorce their wife and they go nuts. And I think we can swing a lot, you know, we can let go of too much. But uh, that was really transformative for me. Uh, it was about a year or so later that I started writing Leadership Freak. Um, I started, you know, kind of defining life more by what I was about versus what others wanted me to be about. So um, I would say sitting on the deck a few years ago uh, and, and ha- after having struggled with, you know, what I really want to do and kind of reflecting on how disappointed I was in my own life. And you know how that that's what happens to us when we go through these situations. And by the way, I did buy a convertible, but I still keep my shirt buttoned up.
0: I was going to say, probably good this is a podcast and not a webinar. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I appreciate you sharing that. And Dan, thank you so much for taking some minutes out of your day to share your wisdom. And I want to remind listeners, uh, you can follow Dan on Twitter at Leadership Freak. His blog is on WordPress at leadershipfreak.wordpress.com. And as you can tell from this podcast, Dan is a great guy willing to share and struggle with leaders uh, to get better. And uh, I, want to, I want to thank you, Dan. Any parting words for our listeners? Well, just
1: that I'm thankful to be here with you, Nate. Uh, I love what you're doing, this idea of compassion and conflict and, you know, all of this stuff that you're working on. I just love what you're doing, and I'm just so thankful to be uh,
0: connected with you here. Well, me too, and I'm I'm looking forward to continue our relationship. Love reading your blog, and uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to the podcast, and as always, if you are welcome to send your questions and comments, and we look forward to uh, continuing to involve you in our community. So I hope everyone has a great day. And Dan, I hope you have a great weekend and a great, great journey forward on your deck, writing amazing things. (laughs) Thank you, Nate. All right.